Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the show, Picks and Parlays, here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Also streaming live video on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I am your host, Nick Gieber, and I am not a robot. At least some people think I may be, but I'm telling you, I'm not. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Gieber. You can see it right there if you're watching. And if you're listening on radio, you could say, ah, how can I see that? Well, I'm telling you, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, search Picks and Parlays or hashtag Parlay Radio. Today, January the 17th, 2020. Happy Judgment Day, everybody. That's right. Have you been naughty or nice? If you've been naughty, you may not be here at the end of the show because today is National Judgment Day. Okay. We do have a lot of sports to get to, and of course, we are going to talk to some of our top handicappers, as we do every day on the show at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific. Uh, we're going to start with Chip Chirimbus. Actually, we're not going to start with Chip Chirimbus. You see, I'm, I'm off my game today. We're going to start with Al Ninos, my friend Al. We're going to talk Premier League football, as in soccer. Then we're going to move along to Chip Chirimbus, the chicken dinner himself. He is hot today. It's a hot chicken dinner. We're going to talk some hoops, Wisconsin at Michigan State for the college game, then Wizards at Raptors, Bulls at Sixers, Blazers at Mavs, and then we're going to move right along to some NFL football with our patented rapid-fire segment with Craig El Huapo Trap and Tony Comandante El Tigre Tellez. NFL rapid-fire. We'd love to hear from you during the show. All you have to do is fill out the comment section on any one of our social media pages, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, etc., etc., and we'll see it here in the studio. And our ACE production team will do their best to put it up on the screen so I can read it and make you a part of the show. You can tell your friends you are famous, and I know. Maybe, maybe you can uh, get a date that way. I, I don't know. Maybe you need help getting a date that way. It works, trust me. Okay, that's what we're covering today on the show. We're going to give away a lot of free picks. But if you go to picksandparlays.net, not only do we have free picks and copious amounts of them, allow me to say, but we also have expert picks from our expert handicappers. And today, because we're feeling extra generous, we're going to give you 15% off all of our expert picks on the website. Just use promo code TIE. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to queue up the next guest, and we'll be right back here on Picks and Parlays right after this. Welcome back to the show, Picks and Parlays. We're with you each and every week uh, afternoon from 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Also broadcasting live on the American Forces Network and streaming live throughout the day on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, it is our Friday show, so you know what that means. That's right, time for some Premier League soccer. I would say football, but I'll keep it, you know, geographically correct for you. Let's bring on our star handicapper, Al Ninos. Al, how are you today? Off to a pretty good start on my place tonight, so that's always a nice thing. <laughs> always a nice thing, Al. You know what's a nice thing? The FA Cup is now behind us. The replays are over. Marcus Rashford injured. Oh. And we have some Premier League matchups for you. Let's start. I've curated three fabulous games. Uh, let's start with Watford Tottenham, shall we? Uh, this one at Vicarage Road. This is Nigel Pearson's Tottenham, uh, uh, Watford against Jose, the special one, Mourinho's Tottenham Hotspur. Watford 17th in the table on uh, 22 points. Look, uh, since Nigel Pearson came in, Al, we've been talking about this. Remember the whole Das Boot thing we did last time, right? 
Afe, they have now risen from the seabed, okay, and they are now above the relegation zone in 17th place. Four wins, one loss in the last five. They didn't get to play their uh, FA Cup game against Tranmere midweek because it was rained out, so maybe not quite as uh, tired as possibly some of the other teams. Uh, and they're coming off that Premier League win to Bournemouth. And for Tottenham, they had a close one on Tuesday. They did play midweek in the FA Cup against Middlesbrough. They won 2-1. That game was a lot closer, I think, than people thought it was going to be. Um, they are 1-1-3 and three the last five in the Premier League. They lost to Liverpool, Southampton, Chelsea. Look, the story here is, of course, the injury to Harry Kane. And, you know, the linchpin, the key to this side, this side was really built around Harry Kane. And with him gone until at least April at the earliest, and I don't think he's going to probably be back all season. Uh, they are, it, it is a problem. Now, they did sign Gedson Fernandez from Benfica, I believe. Uh, yeah, from Benfica. He's a 21-year-old. He's a midi. He's a really good player. You know, I don't know if he's going to play in this game. Even if he is, he's certainly not, you know, been uh, tested in the Premier League yet. He's got to get used to the pace. Uh, so, for me, Al, on this game, I look at the odds. Watford plus 283 at home. Spurs plus 101. They are the favorites on the uh, as the road team. But I like the draw plus 271 uh, for 1-1. What do you see on this one, Al? Uh, this should be a great game, very competitive one. Uh, but I do like... Uh the way Watford's been playing, I mean, they've been one of the hottest teams in the league lately, you know, after, as you said, their horrible start. Uh, they, uh, they've they really risen through the, uh, through the ranks, and I think they keep rising uh, and uh, improve their position in the league uh, in this spot. But, as you said, Tottenham is a great side, too, with a great coach. So uh, I'm playing it safe here, but I do like Watford, but I'm taking them at a pick em in case pick em, pick em. They, do, uh, they do end up in a draw. Yeah, you know, a so pick the pick'em is plus one thirty-four though here. Oh, pick'em is plus one thirty-four. So there's plus Leo. good plus money on the pick'em. Well, I didn't know that. Oh. So now having known that, I might actually change to the pick'em. But I will say this: you know, Mourinho can gum up any team's flow, and Watford they kind of are a one-trick pony in how they play. And I just think they might find a brick wall uh, of Spurs. But uh, I would take the pick'em if it's plus money for sure. So yep. that's what I would take. And, I, and when we do the recap, I will change it because I do agree with you. You see, you talked me into it, Al. How about that? Next one. Uh, let's go with Arsenal. Sheffield United at the Emirates. Mikel Arteta's Arsenal against Chris Wilder's Sheffield United. The Blades flying high right now. Arsenal 10 and 20, 10 play, 10th place on the table, 28 points. They've won one in the last five. They came off a 1-1 draw to sell at Sellers Park to Crystal Palace. And if that wasn't bad enough, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang got a red card. He's going to be out for three games. And that, my friend, is a huge problem against the Blades. Uh, and by the way, that was for sure a red. I mean, that was a horror tackle he laid in. Uh, Sheffield United in sixth place, 32 points. Hey, they've lost two road games all season. Those were to Liverpool and to Manchester City. This team are road warriors, road specialists. Uh, and, and look, last Friday, they played West Ham United. They beat them 1-0. It was ugly, ugly, ugly at Bramall Lane. But they showed you that they can win ugly. And if there was one thing we've been waiting to see from Sheffield United is their ability to do just that. And they did. And I tell you what, I would say I like the draw on this because it's at the Emirates. But you know what? I don't. I like the money line. Sprinkle some money line on Sheffield United right now because it's plus 421. Have the bookmakers not seen Arsenal's form recently? Go ahead, Al. 
Yeah, Arsenal definitely hasn't been the uh, best Arsenal team we've seen. And uh, as you said, that big suspension for uh, Obama Young, I think, is going to cost them here. Uh, that's a huge money line on Sheffield. But uh, I like the draw here, actually. I, I mean, I still think Arsenal can keep it competitive. And I uh, like the draw at plus 260 here. Oh, it actually was 309. Oh, it's actually... Oh, is it? Actually, interestingly enough, the, these lines have shifted since Aubameyang's red card. So let, let me back up here. The Sheffield were four, plus 421. Uh, Aubameyang's red card came in, and the lines have shifted down to plus 350. Still good plus money. Uh, I think the draw is probably around 309. So you like the draw? I see the draw at plus 260, yeah, and I like it in this spot. Without Aubameyang up front, I think, yeah, it's less chances for him to score. And... Uh, more chances is, for the draw to hit. <laughs> problem is Arsenal can't defend their way out of anything, okay? And Sheffield United have the firepower to put goals in the back of the net. Also, Arsenal have no spine, no soul, and no midfield. So you add all that in, I like Sheffield United. So there you go. You can choose, you can choose Al or you can choose me. Which one? One of us will likely win. Okay, Liverpool, Man United, the next one at Anfield. Now you might say, wait a minute, wait a minute. The table toppers, best team in the world right now by far, okay? They've lost one game in 61 in the Premier League going back to 2017. Why are you even bringing this game up, Nick? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Because the return leg of this at Old Trafford was the only time anyone has taken any points off Liverpool this entire season. It was a 1-1 draw at Old Trafford. Now... That is why the line, and this is, of course, a massive rivalry. And when you get into big rivalries, sometimes form and odds and all this crap just goes out the window because the players are playing on emotion. Liverpool minus 213, which is really, really unbelievably cheap, by the way, for Liverpool, uh, I, I think. United plus 504, the draw plus 345. But United have no Scott McTominay, no Paul Pogba. Marcus Rashford is a very questionable. I mean, he was taken off. Uh, mid-game in the game against Middlesbrough with, a, with back spasms, could barely stand up. I doubt he's going to be playing. And quite frankly, the front three of Man United are the only thing that are any good about them and their goalkeeper. So uh, if you take it from the front three, now there's only two. United really have no midfield. And in order to stop Liverpool from scoring and murdering you, you've got to have a midfield, and they don't. With only two of the three up front, this is going to be a very high scoreline game. I'm telling you this is going to be 3-1 or 4-1 Liverpool. So for that reason, the goal, the, it's the goal line's two and a half on this. I'm taking the over. Yeah, I do see that. Uh, I see over two and a half at minus 143 and over three at plus 114. So I don't know which one you like That's best. That's it, over there. three, plus 114. Uh, yeah, I had a feeling that would be it. Uh, but uh, the way I'm looking at this game, yeah, I do expect a high-scoring game again. And uh, uh, But uh, I like Liverpool, minus one and a half here. I think they're the much better team. Obviously, one of the best uh, teams probably in uh, Premier League history. And, um, and yeah, I think uh, Man U is going to be outclassed here. And I see Liverpool winning this one by at least two goals. So give me Liverpool, minus one and a half at plus 108. Oh, that's nice money on that, too. That would be a good alternate bet as well. So we can go, probably go with both of our bets there, right? Almost, almost guaranteed a winner. <laughs> <laughs> Look, these have to be played on the, on the, on the pitch, of course. But, and, and, and it is possible, by the way, this could be a total shock. United, the only people to take points off Liverpool, as we spoke about uh, earlier. But uh, uh, either way, this is going to be a great match. Uh, we both predict Liverpool to win. 
Al Ninos, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. You can find Al at Picks and Parlays. And by the way, you want to talk more Premier League soccer, you can do that with me Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific, on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and live also on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. Okay, I'm going to take a break, and I will be back with more right after this. Welcome to this January the 17th Judgment Day show. Thanks for staying with us. I'm Nick Gieber, and this is the time that I like to have dinner. Yep, I like dinner, and I like chicken dinner because I'm a winner-winner, and who better to talk winning on sports than our very own handicapper, Chip Chicken Dinner Chirimbus. <laughs> Chipper. Thank you so much, Nick. Uh, that was wonderful. Bully to you, I my loved friend. It. I loved bully. It. It All right, uh, let's get to it, Chipper, because okay. we have... We have three games. Actually, I think we might even have four. We yeah, might we even sl squeeze in an extra one. Don't Why don't we start with uh, the one college game that I have right. here? That is the Wisconsin Badgers. Yes. A Big Ten matchup with Michigan State. Uh, the Badgers. By the way, yeah. yesterday on the show, you corrected me a lot when I got things dysle dysle yeah. dyslexic, dyslexically backwards, still like correcting saying they lost yeah. and not win. Mm -hmm. Today, I think you'll be pleased to see I've had an extra half hour of sleep, so really? that could be better. The Badgers, eleven and six. Eight and nine against the spread. They're seven and three. They won the last two, including a 56-54 win over Maryland. They're three and two on the road, four and two in conference. Total's gone under in five of the last six for the Badgers. Yep. And the Spartans, the ones, the Michigan State one now, right. not the USC ones, not you. the Cheetahs. Okay. Yeah. 13 and four, eight and nine against the spread for the Spartans. Eight and two. By the way, I wasn't talking about the Houston Astros. Yeah. Never mind. Eight and two, lost to Purdue. Or the Red Sox. Or Go the ahead. Red Sox. Yeah. No, the Red Sox. Well, okay. That's twice for them. Let's Go get ahead. back They're to like the Spartans. The Patriots. Go eight ahead. and two, lost to the yeah. Purdue, forty-two seventy-one, a last outing. They're eight and one straight up, seven to two against the spread at home, five and one in conference. Kyle Aaron's likely will not play in this game, still injured. They're five and zero oh against the spread in the last five yep. at home. They are big favorites, eight-point home favorites, total one thirty-one. But I ask you this: Go ahead. Is eight points a little rich on this one? It, because the Badgers, they can play some defense, and they're a good team. You, you, like you just said, uh, the Badgers are looking to slow it down. They're looking to keep the pace at a, a different tempo, without a doubt. And Michigan State, I have no doubt, wants to run and, and really put up a number of points on this game. You know, th there's an interesting thing about this is Michigan State comes off getting crushed by Purdue. That was uh, one of our megabook plays, by the way. 71-42 last time out. Coming off a loss, they're 9-4-1. So Michigan State might be looking to rebound here. They are 5-1, Nick, in the Big Ten. Uh, Wisconsin's 4-2. But what's happened to Wisconsin is you said they've won um, their last two. But six of the last seven is what they've won when they get their transfer became eligible. He's a big man in the middle at 6-10. And since he's returned, they've gone 6-7 and seven against the number. But they're also 7-1 and one to the under. They always play this team against Michigan State under. And they're 16-18-6, and, and, 18 and six, Nick to the um, under against winning teams. Against the better teams, they come up and they play tougher defense. So I think uh, Wisconsin will look to control the Temple. I think they're coming from a spot right now where people um, don't quite realize how strong they are because of their poor start. Um, they're healthy now. They got their, their full cast of characters. And um, I think they can dictate Temple here, uh, tempo here. And I, I expect this game to stay under the total. Like you said, Wisconsin just plays that way and they keep it under the total. The Spartans want to run. There's without a doubt, but can they? I know you're going to go under on the total, and yeah. that's a good play. I mean, in my, my yeah, right. never endless pool of knowledge. But I will say this: I still don't like this eight points for Michigan. I mean, I it, might be tempted to take the uh, might be ta tempted to take the Badgers at plus eight. Well, I, I understand that it looks very tempting, and maybe a bookmaker's trying to sucker you in. Yeah, exactly. Because, trying to but, even that money. But out. maybe maybe not because um, 
at 11 and 6, um, Wisconsin's not getting the credibility and the rating that uh, Michigan State has. Michigan State's a ranked team. Wisconsin's um, out of the top 25 right now. They got a long way to go. So maybe they're, you know, maybe the number's right and they're, they're not as strong as, well, as we have thought in the past. Yeah, but I mean, uh, the Badgers are 4 and 2 in conference and Michigan yeah. State's one, 5 and 1. So I mean, there's not, there's only one game difference between them. I don't know what the, the strength of, of pre conference well, schedule was. Right now, schedule. right now, it's just uh, Wisconsin was, was very fortunate to get by Maryland. Um, they were two and a half point favorites. They won by two at the buzzer. Um, and yet, uh, I think they may be a little bit underrated. I really do. And maybe um, that's eight, why it's eight. eight. Plus eight. You know? Plus eight. Right. I like plus it. Eight. I like it. Okay. I understand. All right. Did I talk you into it? No. Okay. Well, I'll keep trying. Okay. All right, let's go. Next up, uh, let's do a little NBA yep. action. Let's do Bulls at 76s. Yep. Uh, Chicago Bulls 15 and 27, 20, 21 and 1 against the spread. They're 3 and 7, but they did beat the Washington Wizards 115 106 last time out, but who doesn't? That's and that right. might be a dangerous sign. I'll tell you why. Go ahead. Hold on. 7 to 13 straight up, 10 9 and 1 against the spread away from home. Lori Markkinen and Thomas Santoransky will likely play in this game, so that's an advantage. The organ or are going to be on the court? Well, I don't no, know. Uh, yeah, the organ. <laughs> the organ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, we'll leave that right there. Two yeah. six and one the last nine games. The seventy sixes. Yeah, I love this team. Twenty six and sixteen. Although they they have had they're four and six. I mean they haven't exactly been on a hot streak. They won the last game versus the Nets. They're nine and two, nineteen and two straight up. And the total's gone under in five of the last seven. But the sixes they're having a little bit of uh, as we like to say in the football in Premier League football. They're having right. a blip. A blip? A blip. Yeah, well, they have slowed down a little bit, if that's yeah. what you mean, or, or they might have hit a bump in the road. They're still seven and a half. Oh, Not only that, they're 19 and two straight up at home yeah. without the points. Um, they will be without Joel Embiid, and he, he's one of the big impact he's players got a in the league. finger problem, right? Yeah, but they, oh, remember, it was good. Yeah. He was giving bad directions that day. Only <laughs> <laughs> that was a horrible, ugly looking thing. Well, he can't but can't his nose quite the same. You way. know, but you said about how. Um, Washington, I mean, Chicago had beaten um, one their last time out. They won and covered, and they've won two of the last yeah. three. But that may not be such a good sign for them because after a straight-up win, they've only won 11 of the next 38. And right now, that's not too good. They're also 0-5-1 against the points in the last six games against teams with winning records. Maybe the way to go with the Chicago Bull team is when they're playing these good teams, they go 20-7 and to the over. And listen to these numbers with Philadelphia, Nick. At home, they're 7-1 to the over as a favorite for 6-0. In meetings between these two teams, between the Bulls and the 76ers, gone over 13 out of 18 times overall and 9 out of 12 mm -hmm. in Philadelphia. I'd rather mess with the points and met with, see if they're going to recover or the Chicago may be playing better ball. What did you say? They were like 7-3 and three against yeah. the points. And so um, I, I'll, I feel safer playing this game to go over the total without Embiid as a shot blocker in there, without Embiid as a defensive force to, to make these guys have to readjust the, their shots. Um, I think it's got a good chance of going over. All right. Okay. I like it. Over. The over 216 for this one. Uh, okay. Washington, uh, Toronto, the Wizards, they're supposed to be speak of the devil. Yes. We can, I can tell you without even looking at my notes, right. they lost the last game to the Bulls. Who's that? The Wizards did. You think so? Yeah. I just mentioned yeah. it. Yeah. Because I know that. Yeah. Uh, Wizards, 13 and 27, 19, 20 and 1. You know, you can't get that off me. Hey, no, Christian I, Camacho. I, hey, buddy. Nice to see you. All right. On Facebook. And uh, Fernando Ramirez, I'm just, it's better than talking to you, Chip. No. Fernando, we really love what we're doing. Thank you. Uh, we're glad Nick. you're watching Thanks, Nick. and listening. You, you put me out in that dinghy without, a, without <laughs> an oar. Wizards 13, 27, 19, 20, and 1. Fernando, don't worry, soccer's coming up here shortly against the spread. 4-6, ah. they lost the last two in a row. Yeah, I know, <laughs> including 106, as in this weekend. 106-115, lost to the Bulls. 5-16 and 16 straight up, 10-10-1 against the spread away. Under in four of the last five. And the Raptors, 
You know, 26 yeah. and 14 now. They were super, super hot. Now they are 4 okay. and 6. Yep. Lost the last game to OKC. Fred Van Fleet, though, will be playing. He's going to return. I don't know. Was that a finger problem? No, no. They beat OKC, by the way, at Oklahoma City. They had lost at home, and they came back, and that was one of the plays last night. Uh, Toronto won. Are you correcting me again? Yes, I am, okay, because that right, that's the winner. <laughs> but, you know, what, uh, Total's gone under. What's interesting about this matchup is Toronto, who started like a ball of fire, yeah. and you said they've cooled down. And one of the reasons is they lost three starters. I mean, three yeah. bona fide starters that were part of the championship team that had Kawhi Leonard last year. So they're missing four components out of five. Right. And it's showed. Yet they're 26 and 14, which is excellent, 22 and, and 18 against the number. And those three guys all came back together, and they look good for a couple of games, but they're the reason the last couple of games they've hit a lull. They're one in four as a favorite, Toronto. But this Washington Wizards team, it, this is a franchise going in the wrong direction, Nick. Uh, they don't improve year by year. They get big draft picks, and they end up making horrible trades. They just made one, um, shown very little improvement. They're 11 and 26 against the number when they're playing winning teams. So they might be able to beat up on, on the the bottom feeders in the league but when they play anyone that's any good they really are, are aren't, even, aren't even competitive covering only 11 of 37. I'm going to be polite. Two and five at Toronto. How's that? I'm going to be polite Chip. First Go of all ahead. Toronto are 10 point home favorites. That might be it might be a little cheap actually well on that but Go ahead. but when you want to describe the Wizards there's one word that comes to mind. Yes. Crap. Yeah they're bad. I mean really no, they're they're, they're just they, a bad team. It, it, you know the Wizards Detroit there are teams out there that some night you might get a, a, an effort out of them but for the most part, they're just going through the motions. It's a long season, and it happens. It happens to the best of teams where they just don't have it that day, you know, or whatever reason. Yep. And uh, th some teams, I think, uh, just do it more often. Take the day off. Maybe that's why they don't play that yeah, well. Yeah, okay, yeah. all right. Now, yes. uh, finally, uh, why don't we hit this one? Uh, Portland Trailblazers yep. at Dallas Mavericks. Uh, you just got a couple minutes. What you got Okay, I, I love this spot because Portland's coming off that win over Houston on Wednesday night, and everyone's going crazy in Houston now that they actually lost to the Trailblazers. And they've had back-to-back -back wins, which doesn't happen too often. They beat Houston 117-107. Carmelo Anthony, 18 points, 12 rebounds. But this team is still only 3-7 and seven against the points on the road in their last 10. They're 1-5-1, Nick, after a straight-up win. I don't expect them to come to play here. I don't know what the number is with this Dallas. Uh, this Chris, Chris Taps Porzingis is supposed to come back after missing nine games. But Dallas is only 2-7 and seven at home in their last 2-7-1, uh, their last 10. And you can see that Dallas doesn't come out and play any defense when they're facing inferior teams. It's 14-6 and six to the over. Yeah. And they go 11-5 and five to the over at home in their last 16. I play Portland and Dallas over right now. The, the big points uh, are going to come up. Dallas is going to be a big favorite. And um, Portland, I think, it, it might be in trouble here. But they played well. When you win a couple of games in a row, you gain confidence. All right, let's go back in time. Uh, How far back? About two minutes. Yeah. I don't believe on this Wizards-Toronto uh, game. We actually gave a side out on this. Um, or, or we said over, under. Oh, I mean, Toronto's minus 10. I would play Toronto. You'd play, you'd play the 10. I'd let you mean later 10. Later 10. Yeah, I'd later 10. And I, I, this is not a game I'm sure that I, it's going to be in my repertoire tomorrow at all. Yeah. So I don't have any problems giving it to you, but... Um, oh, this is not going to be on the site. It's one of your expert right, plays that right. we just they're, gave away for free. Yes, you have it now. You heard it. Good luck. Free, free, free today on the show. <laughs> Doesn't get any better than that. You know, Chip Cherimbus is one of our right. top-rated cappers, and you can find Chip at the site picksandparlays.net. If you would like to get 15% off, take 15% off Chip. We could cut off an arm right now, but we won't do that. You can actually just go to the site, buy his expert yeah. picks, use promo code TIE, get 15% off. And we have to go. We're on a great 24-day run in NBA Best Bets, 18-5-1.
You got it right there. I'll be right back after this. Ah, divisional championships in the NFL are upon us. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. My parole officer said I could be here tonight, so I hope you're all enjoying it. Can't promise about tomorrow, so we're going to use the time well. Let's get to some AFC and NFC divisional championships. Let's bring in our expert cappers, Craig El Huapo Trap and Tony El Tigre Tellis. Gentlemen, ready to talk some NFL football? Absolutely. Excited about this big weekend. So am I. It's going to be a great weekend of football. Well, you all sound so, you both, you, you both sound so subdued about it. I mean, you should be getting drunk <laughs> already and preparing the uh, Well, I mean, it's, the it's over. The we're, we're coming, we only, we're, there's three games left, so we're maybe a little, little down on the fact that the season's pretty, almost over. That's true, but you know it's going to go out on a high note of that is for sure. Let's start. Now, Craig, you asked me before we went on which one we're going to do. Tell you what, Craig, I'm going to give you a choice, left or right. Left. Okay, so we're going to go with the Titans at Chiefs. Is that what you wanted? Sure. Okay, all right. Tennessee Titans, 11-7, and 11-7 against the spread. The Giant Killers, come on, let's face it. Uh, they go to New England. They beat the Patriots. They go to Baltimore. They beat the Ravens. Held Baltimore to 12 points, New England to 13 points, under under 13 points in both games. They turned three Ravens turnovers into points, but the Chiefs only ravaged one turnover a game. So it's kind of an interesting thing going on there. Uh, Adam Humphreys, Jay and Brown, Cody Hollister, I think they're all still out. You guys can fill me in on the latest injury report. I'm still here, though. Uh, and the Chiefs. 13 and 4, 12 and 5 against the spread. They beat the Texans in that insane comeback win. The key will be if the Kansas City rush can get to Tannehill. And some of this will depend on Chris Jones' health, although he did, they did okay without him. Uh, they've won seven straight by an average of 15.8 points. And they are home favorites, seven and a half points, total 52. All right, we're gonna uh, who's looking the most laid back today? Definitely, definitely. UT Gray. Go for it, Tellers. Yeah, I like this game. I, my side I have is my best play of the weekend. You can pick it up at over at picksandprolays.net, but I will comment a little bit about the total here. I, I like the over in this one. You know, the teams combined for 77 points in their first meeting, and I'm really impressed with the play of the offensive line for Tennessee. I think it's getting a little overlooked here. I know Derrick Henry's getting all the headlines, but you know what? The holes are getting opened by this offensive line. They've been very physical, and you mentioned about keeping the rush off Daniel. I do believe that this Tennessee Titan offensive line can uh, protect Tannehill and open up some big plays in the passing game. You know, this Chiefs defense can be exploited. We've seen it happen before. And if you got a balanced attack like the, like, like the Titans have with the run game with Henry, with an offensive line open of holes, it's going to open up some plays downfield. So I definitely I definitely believe Tennessee will get some points. I know Kansas City will score uh, their, their share of points, but uh, I, I'm going to play the over in this one. All right, so... Uh my question for you on that, though, it's interesting. You're playing the over on this one, but I have to question that because I already mentioned how the Titans held Baltimore to 12 points, New England to 13 points. So if you assume they can repeat that act, they can hold Kansas City down to, low, uh, to, to a low number, do you see them scoring much on the Chiefs' defense? I know you mentioned you thought they were a little porous, but, I mean, come on, that much? I mean, that they're going to go over 52? Yeah, I think, I think this could definitely be a game 31 you know, the winner here getting in the 30s in this one because 
the thing is, is the tight. Well, we mentioned about the Titans' offensive line. You know, it's really the line play that's really opened up the open up the offense here for Tennessee. And of course, you got a common quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. But again, when you put everything together, when you have a, a run game uh, with Henry, remember that first meeting he ran for 225 yards on this Chiefs defense. Yeah. The, the Chiefs defense look completely different when you have a balanced attack against them. So I do believe here uh, that uh, the Titans will be able to get some points. Of course, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, they got their act together against Houston. They can put up points. But again, to get to, to 52, you know, you, it's possible here. You know, with one team in the 30s, another team in the 20s, you can definitely get it, 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 that, that uh, points over the total here. And again, the Chiefs defense has given up big plays. And I think they can be had uh, when you play act with play action, especially with the run game working. All right. Uh, Craig, how do you see this one? Well, to me, you just, I don't know how you don't take the points with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I just think the Tennessee Titans are the team of destiny this year. Now, you can be the team of destiny and still cover and maybe not get this win here. I just think the Tennessee running game is going to slow, keep the Patrick Mahomes and that great Chiefs offense off the field, and that is the key. Over there, they can't score. I think uh, Titans are looking for long um, long drives and I think they're going to get a lot of those Derrick Henry is going to be a key again this week he has been the MVP of the playoffs in the AFC for sure I think uh, Tennessee Titans and the points are the play here both these teams have been really good against the spread recently 7-3 against the spread the last 10 for the Titans 7-2 and 1 the Chiefs so both these teams have been really good especially since Patrick Mahomes came back and the Chiefs have been good at home this year 5-3 and 1 against the spread but I think that ends uh, the Titans have been a little better on the road 7-3 and three on the road of course both of those wins in the playoffs were on the road. I think this third win here, I'm going to take them probably a 70-30 split here. I'm going to take 70% with the points, and I'm going to put 30% on the money line here because I think the Titans team of destiny this year. does seem like that, doesn't it, Craig? I mean, um, it's not as if they're rolling through and they're going to hit absolutely the best team in the NFL. Right. I mean, you know, they are going to hit an eminently beatable team. The Kansas City Chiefs are a very good team, no doubt about it. But, you know, if you, if you looked... At the Ravens, you would have said there's no way the Titans are getting past the Ravens. So they're, they're going to be on a roll. They are road warriors. They have two big upsets on the road. Can they make it three? I, I, I like that big momentum in these games because so much of this and, is And something, something very important here, something very important, the t Tennessee offense number one in the red zone, and that's key. When oh. you have that balanced attack, when you have that run game, it does open up th that, that, that end zone for a touchdown pass from Tannehill. And don't forget Andy Reid, not the best uh, coach come playoff time. Uh, so many times we've seen his teams both in Philly and in Kansas City roll up these amazing seasons offensively and come when they need them the most. And this would be the game they need them the most. I guess obviously if you get the Super Bowl, that would be the most, but second most. And they, they don't put it together for, for half. Remember last year they lost to the Patriots. Why? Because they only did it the second half, and then they didn't get the, the coin flip in overtime. Tom Brady won and, of course, won the Super Bowl. So I like the Titans here. Going to fade Andy Reid again this year. All right, uh, let's move along to the next game. That would happen to be the 49ers, uh, Packers at 49ers. Oh, I have it reversed. Uh, excuse me, I have it European style, home team first. But, uh, okay, so it's Packers at 49ers. Uh, San Francisco 14-3. Of course, Garoppolo having a great season. And Aaron Rodgers and the Packers 14-3 as well. Uh, they're both 11-6 against the spread, by the way. Last meeting in week 12, though, the Niners won 37-8 in San Francisco. Green Bay converted just one of 15 third downs, and Aaron Rodgers got hit 10 times and sacked five. Ouch. He's definitely going to be preparing the ice packs after this game, no doubt about it. Uh, the Niners finished first in passing yards allowed per game. Uh, they're 10-2 straight up in the last 12. But I will say this. 
for those Packers fans, the Niners, not the Seahawks. Uh, they are a much, much better team. And uh, they are six-point home favorites. Total is 46. Let's start with you, Craig. Um, do you see this one going under? Well, I, what, I, what I'm surprised is this line isn't at the key number of seven. I, when that line opened at seven and a half, I saw uh, some sevens out there. I thought this line for sure by this point of the week would be at seven, and it's still not. That means a lot of the public still mm. obviously out there on, and saw that Vikings uh, uh, blowout uh, loss uh, by this, at the hands of this 49ers team. I like that total a little bit as the under there. I just think both these defenses are a little better um, than than the offenses. I think both teams like to run the ball and would like to play defense. And that's funny to say with Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, probably the greatest quarterback we have right now. Well, definitely in the NFC. And if he's on a team, usually that it's all about passing. Not the case this year. They are a very good run run team. They are very good on defense. I think Green Bay is the play here with the points. You know, this is a team that was a road warrior. They're six and two on the road now. Those two losses were in California um, at forty. I believe, believe they lost uh, to that in bad loss to the Chargers. That was the really uh, scratch your head um, about midpoint of the season. But since then, Green Bay has kind of rebounded. I think five and three on the road against the spread. I think getting that extra hook convinced me we're going to take the Green Bay Packers here uh, with a little money on the under as well. Packers, some money on the under. Tony Tellez, you like that play? Well, yeah, I'm going to be butting heads here with Craig. I'm going to take San Francisco here laying the points. I'm not a big fan of the revenge factor in professional sports. I like it more in college. I think in professionals, uh, it gets in your head. Uh, and I, I really believe here, looking at the games last week and overall throughout the season, I do. I prefer the line play of San Francisco offensive and defensively. I think their speed and condition, conditioning for four quarters of play better on the San Francisco side, on both sides of the, of, of the football. And uh, remember that in their first playoff game, I believe the 49ers left some points off the scoreboard. Jimmy Garoppolo made some mistakes. He can play better, and on film, I think that's, that's correctable. It'll be a learning experience for that first playoff game for Garoppolo to get better for this game. Remember in that first meeting, it was the 49ers' line play that was dominated. 37-6 to win. Packers' offense generated less than 200 yards of offense. Now, the 45, 49ers got back D. Ford, Tower, and, of course, Quan Alexander in their lineup, and the defense has responded with a really strong performance. Rich Sherman. Also healthy. Remember when he was not there, the 49ers defense struggled in the second half of the season. You know, and of course the Packers faced a Seahawks team that was decimated with injuries and just got passed out by five. And I did not like the look of the Packers at the end of that game. It was kind of like that racehorse that looked like it gave his best effort and expect a, a, a expect a bad outing the next week. I think that's the Packers defense because they were really on their heels at the end of that game. And one thing to note here, the Packers offense did struggle on third down this season, 23rd in the league. And San Francisco offense fifth on third down, and the defense second best in the league. The 49ers are healthy. I think they're going to control this game, and I'm going to lay the points with San Francisco. Yeah, I brought that up. I mean, I said Green Bay converted just one of 15 third down attempts, uh, and Aaron Rodgers got hit 10 times and sacked five when they played last time. So uh, maybe it's yeah, a little a, optimistic. Yeah, that's the play of the maybe offense. Craig that's is, a line you know, play. A little optimistic here. <laughs> well, I just think San Francisco, they played – they played at some at, at times this year. I thought they were the best team in the league, but we've also seen that they were not, you know, some team. And a lot of that was injuries. I'll give them that. And they were good at home. So, I mean, that's the key in this one. I just think, you know, come playoff time, usually the points are pretty good. Usually the underdogs and unders. That's usually the key. And uh, and we've seen that this uh, both the wild card and last week the unders and underdogs were pretty decent. Uh, unders maybe not as much, but the underdogs for sure. So 
I'm going to take the underdog this week. Uh, Tony's going to butt heads with me. Though. All right, we'll do that. All right, gentlemen, <laughs> thank you so much. That wraps up our NFL rapid fire. But wait, just like the Ginsu knife, there is more. Uh, let's touch on a little college basketball. Michigan at Iowa. We've got time for this. We've got a couple minutes. So, Craig, you've got about 40 seconds. How do you see this one? Yeah, I mean, Iowa last Friday, at least Friday games in the Big Ten, usually the home team is pretty good. Last week they had a big win, uh, upset Maryland. I, you know, I was actually surprised. I thought Iowa would be about a point favorite. They're actually four-point favorites. That shows you how good they've been playing lately and how bad this Michigan team has been since that early season tournament when they were so good played so well, won the uh, postseason tournament or the early season, preseason tournament. They've not been good. Jawan Howard hasn't quite figured out this team. Just lay Iowa here minus the four, four and a half, depending on where you get it at. Tony, what do you think of this one? Yeah, yeah, I'm with Craig again. We see Iowa in a lot of these Friday night games, and they perform very well. It's really tough to back Michigan on the road. They've lost four straight away from home. They haven't won a road game so far in the Big, big uh, Ten, losing games by eight at Minnesota, 18 at Michigan State, nine at Illinois. They also lost by 15 at Louisville. They're not shooting the ball well on the road. I'll take Iowa laying the number. Iowa laying the number. All right, a little extra, little extra for you. Uh, there you have it. NFL rapid fire, AFC and NFC divisional championship, and a little extra plus college basketball thrown in for you. These are the best free picks you're getting anywhere on the radio, on the internet. You know what? We have it all, picksandparlays.net. We also have our expert picks. If you want Craig's expert picks or Tony's or both, and you want to throw in Chipper and maybe Sean Higgs or Al Ninos or any one of our handicappers here, you can do that. Load up your basket with all those expert picks for that big sports betting weekend you know you're going to have and take 15% off on us. Use promo code TIE. That's T-I-E. If you've missed any part of this show, by the way, don't worry. I know those picks you're saying, oh, my goodness, I missed all those picks earlier on. You didn't because when we come back, I'm going to recap them all. Stay tuned. Welcome back, Picks and Parlays. I'm Nick Gieber. Find me Twitter, at Nick Gieber. It's kind of piratical. Find me Twitter, at Nick Gieber. Love to hear from you. Okay, we gave you a lot of free picks so far on the show, and I know you missed some of them, and you're just kicking yourself over it. Don't worry. I'm going to recap them right now. We started off. Uh, Al Ninos and I talked a little Premier League football, soccer. I'd say football. You'd say soccer. Here we go. Liverpool, Man United. Take Liverpool minus one and a half for the plus 108. Arsenal, Sheffield. He says take the draw plus 260. And Watford at Tottenham. He said take Watford as a pick'em at plus 134. And I liked that one more than all the others. Watford at Tottenham. Well, I tell you what. He said I said take the draw at plus 271. But I'm going to go back and change that to Al's pick'em. I like that even better. I think that was the pick'em at 108. Arsenal versus Sheffield. You've got to take the Blades at plus 421. Some of that lovely money line goodness. And Man United, uh, Liverpool, that's at Anfield. Take the over two and a half goals. That should, there should be a lot of goals in that game. All right, then we had Chip Chirimbus. We gave some free picks. Wisconsin at Michigan State. College basketball. Take the under 131. Chicago at Philly. Take the over 216. Washington at Toronto. Take the Washington Wizards plus 10. And Dallas at Portland. Take Dallas, please. Okay, next up, we had our NFL rapid-fire picks. Tony T, Packers at Niners. He said, take the Niners, minus seven. Titans at Chiefs, you know, that's his promo game. If you want it, go to picksandparlays.net, get it, and get 15% off. Use promo code TIE, T-I-E. And Michigan versus Iowa, take Iowa, minus four. Craig, trap. 
His NFL picks, Packers at Niners take Packers plus 7. Titans at Chiefs take the Titans plus 10. 7. Michigan versus Iowa take Iowa minus 4. Okay, so that was 7. All right, 7. All right, that's our recap. Hope you'll join us every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, live on the Sports Byline Bureau Glass Network. Also on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Find us there throughout the day. Hashtag Parley, Parley Radio or just search Picks and Parleys. Uh, until then, bet well, bet big, bet smart, and as always, bet win. Repeat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.